Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journeys towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. Today, I want to talk about an important topic that affects so many individuals on their journey towards healing, which is overcoming the stigma and shame about our recovery. These are unfortunately common struggles with people in recovery. We worry that people will look at our addictions as a moral failing and that by talking about it, we'll certainly experience judgment, discrimination, and rejection. Out of fear of this, for many years, I kept my past hidden from many people. Like it was a dirty little secret I didn't want anybody to know about me. And with each person I chose to hide it from, that stigma and shame only grew. But what happens if we are open and honest about our past? Are people really going to judge us as we fear? Could recovering out loud instead of anonymously start to remove the stigma and shame around our own recovery and recovery in general? That is what we're going to talk about today. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. A few quick reminders before getting back to the episode. Our private Facebook group has attracted an amazing supportive group of people. If you're looking for a great community to help support you in this journey, please go check it out. You can find it by going over to facebook.com groups slash sober and happy. I'll also leave a link in the show notes for you. Okay, now back to the episode. I remember a moment vividly from early in my recovery. I was out to lunch with a coworker, and while we were standing in line, I realized someone I had known from Alcoholics Anonymous was standing in line behind me. Hey, Tim, she said. Fear completely overcame me. What if she asked if she was going to see me at a meeting tonight? What if my coworker asked how we knew each other? My coworker finds out I go to AA, then he's going to know I'm an alcoholic. Then he's going to tell everybody else at work. Then they all are going to judge me. The first time I call in sick, they'll think it's because I'm hungover and they'll certainly fire me. My mind went on and on. The person from AA didn't say anything and none of those fears came to pass. However, the fear of being found out always lingered. I got sober absolutely ashamed of the person I had become. That, in fact, was a motivating force for me to get sober. Like most things I was ashamed of, I felt I needed to hide it so people wouldn't judge me. As I met more people in recovery, I found this was common within the recovery community, especially since I was going to AA meetings when I got out of rehab, which is a recovery program with anonymous in the title, which only reinforces the belief that we should hide that part of us. Now, I do understand the tradition of anonymity in AA doesn't tell you that you shouldn't tell people about your past. It simply states that you should not publicly identify yourself as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. It was really created to protect the brand. They simply do not want someone bragging about how amazing AA is and then relapsing and creating the perception that AA doesn't work. But that in itself creates a whole nother layer of shame around relapse and how your relapse could make AA look bad, but that isn't the focus today. Despite the intention around the tradition of remaining anonymous, there's a lot of misunderstanding with that throughout the fellowship, and the majority of people I met in my many years in AA felt that we should also keep the fact that we are recovering alcoholics secret too. So that is what I did. 
Here's the thing about secrets. They keep us from letting go of the past. They create a mindset that there is something we need to hide. And like that day in line at lunch with my coworker, I was always in a state of fear about being found out. Author and researcher Dr. Brene Brown has extensively studied shame. In her studies, she has found that shame requires three ingredients, secrecy, silence, and judgment. She describes shame as an intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. It's an emotion that affects all of us and profoundly shapes the way that we interact with the world. Many people I know in recovery struggle with never being able to let go of the shame of the past, but by remaining anonymous, they are feeding all the three ingredients of shame, secrecy, silence, and judgment. I honestly never plan to let people outside of the rooms know about my past. I embraced keeping my past a secret from the world until one day I was put in a situation where I only had two choices, continue to run from my past or be honest about it. At that time, I'd been working at a job that I got when I first got out of rehab for a couple of years. One day, our boss called a meeting and told us that the small cancer center we worked for was being bought out by a bigger medical company. Normally, this would be good news. There'd be better benefits and more opportunities for growth. We're all guaranteed new positions at the company, which for many of us, he said, would come with bumps in our pay. We just needed to pass the background check and we would be good. There was only one little problem. The company that was buying us out was a company I had been fired from before in the past. My first instinct was to repeat a pattern that I have lived my whole life. Rather than face my past and see if there was a way to work through it, I wanted to run. I sat at my desk and was thinking about just leaving and never coming back. However, there was a part in me that was urging me to be honest. So I walked into my boss's office and sat down. Hey, I need to talk to you about us being bought out, I told him. There's going to be a problem with my employment history. They have fired me before. I used to have a drinking problem, and to be completely honest, when I worked for them, I missed a lot of work, and when I was there, I wasn't a very good employee. He looked at me and said, I'm guessing you're sober now because the person you described is not the same person that works for me. He went on and explained that although he couldn't guarantee anything, he would do everything in his power to make sure they hired me. He told me to go talk to the head of our cancer centers, who I did most of my work for, because he knew her endorsement would hold a lot of weight. So I nervously went and had that same conversation with her. Come to find out, her dad had been sober for several decades. I shared with her how I was afraid to let anybody know out of fear of judgment. She told me that she respects me even more because she knows the level of dedication and perseverance it takes to face addiction, and those are qualities she looks for in people she hires. She looked at me and said, you have nothing to worry about. I will make sure that you're coming with us. And she kept her word. There are other people that were not hired because they had similar past negative employment history with this company, but I was not one of them. Not only did they bring me on, but it came with a promotion and a very generous bump in pay. None of this would have happened if I would have gave in to my desire to keep my sobriety a secret. Now, I'd love to tell you that this experience completely changed my beliefs about remaining anonymous in my recovery. It didn't, though, and I continued to carry that shame around for many more years, and the shame of my past addiction never let up. 
But even with that amazing experience, I couldn't shake the stigma around addiction, and I was still surrounded by people who mostly shared the belief that it is something only to be talked about in the rooms with other people like us. Society's stigma around addiction is the negative attitudes and beliefs around people who struggle with substance abuse. This leads to discrimination, isolation, and even prevents people from seeking the support and help they need. The best way to tackle stigma is through education and awareness. The more people understand addiction and see proof that people can change, the more likely we are to challenge those harmful stereotypes. Open conversations about addiction and recovery help combat that stigma. When we discuss these issues openly, we normalize the process of seeking help and promote acceptance. People only hide things that they too believe are worthy of shame. So by hiding it, we're actually reinforcing society's stigma around addiction. It also keeps us from creating genuine connections with the people we meet. Remember the coworker I was in line with from the story at the beginning of the podcast that I kept my recovery secret from? We had grown pretty close over the years and went to lunch regularly. When I finally decided to share with him about my alcoholism, he looked at me and said, Man, Why didn't you tell me before? I thought we were pretty tight. That is the thing about secrets. It keeps us from building authentic relationships with the people we meet because we are not showing up as our true selves. We're only sharing the parts of us that we want people to see because we don't give them enough credit to love us for who we genuinely are. This hit me hard and I decided to share it with more people in my life. Each time I decided to be vulnerable, I found the shame lifted a little more and the majority of the people I shared it with responded with praise rather than judgment. And with every positive experience, the desire to stop hiding who I was grew. That was one of the big driving factors I had in my decision to leave Alcoholics Anonymous. When I'd talk to people about it, they would explain the tradition to me and how it was about just not mentioning I was a member of Alcoholics Anonymous publicly. I understood that, but there is a deep layer of shame in that too. It's like being in a relationship with someone and them telling you not to tell anyone that you two are dating because you might mess up and make them look bad. I desired to be fully authentic for who I was and not hide my past addiction or my successful recovery from anyone, even if that meant facing the fear of leaving AA and the certain relapse that people in the room said happens to everybody that leaves. I want to emphasize that overcoming stigma and shame is not an overnight process. It takes time, patience, and the willingness to be vulnerable. For me, it took probably another year of still going to meetings and just dabbling in sharing my past with people I met when the opportunity arose. But that all changed with one conversation. I was at a Tony Robbins event, and over the course of the first day, I talked a lot with the lady sitting next to me. I don't remember exactly how it came up, but I shared with her about the depths my alcoholism took me, the effects it had on my mother, how I'd been able to overcome it, and how amazing our relationship is today. As I continued to share my story, she started to cry. I asked her what was wrong. She shared with me that her son is suffering from addiction also and that she has gotten to the point where she had lost pretty much all hope of him ever getting better. She told me that by me sharing with her about my past, I had provided her with hope and the strength that she needs to continue to weather the storm of her son's addiction. It was a moment of genuine connection between two people that desperately needed it, only experienced because I decided to no longer be anonymous and hide my past. 
I decided at that moment I would no longer recover in secrecy and recover out loud instead. And the results have been amazing. More people who are struggling with their own addictions feel comfortable reaching out to me because they know I've overcome my own. These are people who would have never have known they could ask me for help if I was still hiding who I am. I hope that through sharing my past, I've helped change the stigma some people have about addiction. One thing I do know is my relationships are more authentic because I fully show up as myself. And when people love me, it is for who I am and not just the parts of me I chose to share with them. And the best part? I have no shame around my past addiction anymore. I'm not proud of the things I've done in my past, but they do not define me or weigh me down anymore because I am proud of the person I am today. And for someone who only remembers living in some sort of shame my entire life, I can't even begin to explain how amazing that feels. It is something beyond words and something that could only be experienced. And in my experience, it was something only possible when I decided to quit hiding parts of me and recover out loud instead. As we wrap up this episode, I want to reemphasize that overcoming stigma and shame is not an overnight process. It takes time, patience, and the willingness to be vulnerable. Remember, you are not defined by your past, and seeking help is an act of courage, not weakness. I want to thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you're finding value from listening to my podcast. If you are, I'm asking two huge favors from you this week that would help me. Share this episode with one person you think would find it impactful, and please subscribe to my podcast, both of which will help my podcast grow even more. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and keep living sober and happy.